This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. And we're smashing it. We're smashing it. Giant Up is back. You know who we're talking about here. It's Joe Cargiulia and Justin Rivera back on the scene for Giant Up after a maybe one of the most putrid things that can happen in the NFL to this day, a tie. Uh, We're going to get all the negative out of the way early. I know you guys know we like to do that. We're just going to go ahead and say, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just it. That was brutal. That was brutal. Um, Again, we talked about how we knew that was a good team, like for sure, but that's a bad loss. It's a bad, bad loss. We're not it's even counting that as a tie. It's a bad loss. I know, but that's a loss. It's a loss. That's a loss. Like, that. that's brutal. That tie does nothing for us. And uh, maybe I'll eat my words a few weeks from now. And the way that the NFC East is going, I'm sure that tie could end up helping us maybe. But at the very – like, right now at this very moment, we needed that win so bad. Mm-hmm. And we had it in our grasp. And we literally had it. Um. I don't know where to start with what went wrong. So you please go ahead because I can name about 50, 50 things. Yeah. Well, it's like we you could start from the, like in the beginning, obviously we, we had a slow start and I love how we bounced back from that slow start and started to come on later in the game. Um, and we got things kind of squared away by halftime. We were looking like we were in a lot better situation. We had it tied up at half after going down 10 nothing real fast. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we came out of the gates in the third quarter and had the big turnover and the big score. And then after that, it was kaput. After that, it was literally like foot off the gas. Let's just literally fuck everything up. And it was a complete mess from that point on. In all, in all aspects of, of it. Not like the worst coaching i've seen from brian dable in that overtime what the hell happened i don't, I don't know what happened to everybody everybody all the time i was literally like this can't fucking be real this guy yeah. has been a genius all year mm-hmm. and then he made the biggest bone who bonehead moves like literal bonehead moves i mean also i get backtracking here i it's when we so now we've lost to cooper rush and we just tied with taylor heineke i keep not understanding is it us Or are these guys good? Or is it that these guys don't respect us so they play good against us? I can't figure it out. I don't know. He just looked too good. And then we did get a little pressure on him, right? And that worked. And we were talking about how the defense, whichever defense outplayed the other side, was going to win. Like, DJ, I guess, did like he did fine. Like, Saquon scored, even though his numbers weren't, like, incredible again. Saquon disappeared in the second half. He disappeared in the second half, and that's a good commander's defense. So, mm-hmm. whatever, besides the point. But, like, I feel like at times our defense disappears. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I feel, I feel like at times they had the ball for their possessions were just so long. And we had a couple bonehead, like, third down flags that are just, they were just like last year and the year before that giant flags, like, mm-hmm. giant bonehead moves. Mm-hmm. So and and it it cost us the game. Um, 
and I love him, and he's been killing it for us, and he did again last week. Darius Slayton catches that ball in the fourth quarter, and this is a very different tone coming from me and Joe this week. Slayton catches that. I mean, we've already been giving him a lot of praise, and he does still deserve it. Six catches for 90 yards in the game. 100%. But catch like, that ball, that man. It's situational. Was... Dude, that's situational. That's literally like – that's like – dude, that's like – I'm trying to think of something reasonable. That's like Clay Thompson having two free throws to put like the Warriors up five with like a minute 30 left and smoking. I like that. It's not like too detrimental, like the Warriors could score again, like whatever, but that killed us. Mm -hmm. It killed us. We gave him the ball back, and then Heineke scored. How did he score? The most ridiculous touchdown, too. The most disgusting, like that's one of those where you're like, what? Like the deep, like. You just watch it over and over trying to figure out what could have possibly happened. One of those. Yeah. Oh. And the defense, shout out to the defense. Like you're right, they 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 killed it. Like that's the most yeah, pressure. Was there? Yeah, that's the most pressure we've had on the quarterback in a long time. Aziz is back, and he made noise right out of the gate. Like you can tell, he was flying yeah. off the ball. Like Kayvon got his got his sack, got his bag. Yeah. That game should have um, been 2013. That that's yeah. it. There's nothing else to speak about it. Yeah, it should have been 2013. That was it. That was yeah. it. We get the ball back, and then that that's it. We run it out. Yeah. That's it. That That's it. There's no other story to it. Then we go. We're tied with the Cowboys. That's it. That's the story. And it just didn't happen. And it's it's like still I'm getting mad talking about it again because it took me until yesterday to get over it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just getting pissed talking about it again. Yeah. Now we got to talk about it again. Unacceptable. It. Uh, Darius Layton, again, me and Joe, super high praise for him. Got to catch that ball. It's your job at the end of the gotta day. Got to catch that ball. At the end of the day, it's your job. You have to catch that ball. Uh, completely takes us out of the situation we're in. And you know what? The play calling, I guess that could we could just pull that all in with whatever we were doing from a play calling standpoint. Because the two, I think that was the third down pass that Slayton dropped that, right? Yes, it was. two, like, kind of shots before that. Yeah. When there was only a couple minutes, we could have ran a little bit. We could have ran way more clock off. And then we didn't call that timeout. Was that an overtime at the end of the fourth? Oh, overtime was the most, the two most that brutal timeouts. That was like a that was like a, a kid who just got mad and yeah. didn't even understand football. I was like, oh wait, oh wait, they're saying call timeout at, in like ask and ask Madden. Like that was awful. It was so bad. He he let fifteen seconds run off. Called his first timeout. Then we have a stoppage of play. The clock is not running. You have one more timeout left on third down. And you use your timeout for God knows what reason. And then you send us into a fourth down situation where instead of having over a minute, which we should have had, we have literally 30 seconds. 30 seconds. And then Graham Gano has to kick a 58-yard field goal against the wind, which he was even saying at the end. Like, they, they were, everyone was saying, like, that wasn't the range that he could have hit it from. With that, with the, the certain weather scenarios that were going on, he needed to be about five yards closer. And it was clear. It was right on target. It was just a little bit short. Like, yeah, 100%. And we and had every reason to get him closer, but. It's just, dude, a lot of things could have changed. And you know what? Let's stay. Ho- All right. So we got the negative out of the way. Let's stay hopeful. Uh, we're still on the hunt heavy. 
uh, we're fine. We played good enough, right? Against yeah. the, again a Commanders team that maybe uh, some people are sleep or, or taking lightly, but I think they're I think they're a pretty good team. Yeah, they're talented. Like there's uh, no think, doubt I, that like they're good. Up, yeah, hundred um, percent. So hopefully this is like a huge lesson learned. Dable strikes me as a guy who's not going to hold his head over this and kind of shoot himself in the foot over it. He's going to be like, yeah, never again. And I don't think it'll ever happen again. I still I think he knows, like, he's got to be aware. I don't know what happened with that whole timeout situation over time or why that happened. But yeah, like the good news is, is we are still seven, four and one. We are still in the playoffs. And like by far, it's crazy that we, we are even in this situation still. I know it's like, kind of like a broken record saying that, but like no one ever expected us to be where we are today. And we are still like blowing everyone away with how much we're outplaying what was expected of us this year. And it's like the lack of talent each week. You can tell the difference already though, from getting like a a few of those guys back. It was great to have Bellinger back. It was great to have Aziz back. It was great to have some of our offensive linemen back like that already. Like even just that small infusion of players and talent, already made such a wave of a difference in that game where it felt like we actually had a chance to win. No, you're completely but right. these last couple of weeks, we kind of felt like hopeless and lost, like really, really struggling. Yeah, so and like, I think another uh, – speak and and th- he this guy's been around now for a few weeks, but he had another good game. Shout out to Isaiah Hodgins. Um, yeah, he's, he's – Stepping into a big role and, and doing a really great job last week, honestly. He's um, a G. He's a G. He did his thing. And, and I don't know, from a player standpoint, like – it, it, it thing, things things worked. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't have Dexter for a few plays there, and it showed. Yeah, um, yep. it really showed. But then he came back in, and he he was eating. He was eating. He's eating. Uh, he's just such a key part to our defense. If you didn't think it, if you didn't think it before last week, uh, you could just watch the fourth quarter of that game and see what a big difference he made. But um, it's not going to be easy, man. But it's it's it, this is. I think this is a cool part uh, for us doing the podcast where it's like we're facing adversity now, like in the beginning of this year, like things were kind of just going easy. And now it's like we're facing adversity, but I think it's good adversity. I really do. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that we're I'm just super like we didn't my biggest worry going in the last week was like, wow, are we going to look awful and like lose by like more than one to the commanders? You know what I mean? Me too. I was like, is that a possibility for us? Like, Mm -hmm. Because that would just be deflating. That'd be deflating. Um, But we didn't. And the good thing is, also, at first, I was like, oh, like, play the Commanders twice in three weeks. I'm hyped now. I can't wait to see them next week. But let's focus on this upcoming week because we have the number one seed. We have the Eagles. We have the number one seed in the NFL, correct? Yeah. Yeah, the – You have what's – might be the best team in the NFL next week. Yeah, I mean, uh, some people say they're overrated, but like they're eleven and one. Jalen Hurts is dominating. A, the, oh, literally, this is the best football he's ever played in his life. Yeah, like he is dominating. They have AJ Brown. Like they got weapons. AJ Brown, and Devonta Smith. Solid. Yeah, they're a good team, man. They're a really good team. So it's like we're running into a buzzsaw next week. We are at home. They're giving us that minus seven spread at home. That just goes to show how goddamn good the Eagles have been. But, yeah, that's – I mean, we are running into a full-fledged buzzsaw with Philadelphia, and it's – 
I'm excited because it's going to really gauge where the Giants are in terms of how they're going to go up against one of the better teams in the NFL this year. Yeah. And to yeah. put it into perspective, too, like the Eagles are 11 and 1. They have been beating down some teams. They've been looking really good. But their one loss is to the Commanders, who we just tied with. And everybody knows the NFC East is always like in division. It's, it's it's a dogfight. Like you can be as good as anybody, but it's going to be a dogfight. Like no doubt. Like I love being the underdog still. And it's the Eagles have everything to lose. And we got nothing to lose, except if we lose, and, we and, get out of the playoffs. But the only thing we have to lose, the only thing we do have to lose is more players because people are still dropping like flies. Everywhere. Yeah, it's it's absurd. I, I can't watch the amount of people that are just dropping and getting injured. It's it's almost it's fake. It's like it's insane. But I do agree with you a hundred percent. Not that we have nothing to lose and they have everything to lose, but essentially that really is kind of the feeling behind this game. Um, I think that it definitely is going to gauge where we're at as a team. Um, and I do think that me and you have a pretty good gauge on this team so far. This is through like, this is like four weeks in a row that we've almost got the right score again. We're right. We, the, we right in the, almost nailed the commanders. Like if they should high, I know you should have, you actually should have. Yeah, I know. Oh my God. You, you said 23, 20, right? Yeah. Mother nature though. So whatever. And I also actually giant up pod. I am going to, I'm, I'm going to apologize. This is 100% my fault. Um, Graham Gano is my fantasy football kicker. Mm-hmm. So I should have known. I like to stay away from Giants um, in fantasy sports because of my karma that, you know, my bad karma that comes to the table. Uh, Joe just got rid of Saquon, a selfless Mm -hmm. move of his. I had to. Um, I thought having Graham Gannell would really be harmless. He had a few good weeks for me, uh, but it really just came back to bite me in the ass. So no worries. I picked up Greg Zerloin, so the Mm -hmm. Jets can suck now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, that that was brutal. And even it just, you know what? It looked short. Yeah. It didn't look good. And he slipped yeah. a little bit. I was yeah. just watching that, and I was like, this isn't going to be good. It's tough. Because I was it's like, wait, tough. am I really about to get five or whatever, six fantasy points, and yeah. he's going to make it, and we win? Like, <laughs> I was like, no, that can't happen. Yeah, that's too much good shit. Like, too much no good way. shit. No, no, no world was that happening. I was getting, I was trying to get crazy greedy. Yeah, it's, it's, it was, it was just, it was a sad finish. I slammed my computer shut and launched it across the room safely onto my couch, though, because I can't afford another one. But I was frustrated. Was- listen to this. Listen to this, Joe. Listen to this. So Sabrina's texting me, and she's like, she's like, why are you not at my house yet? And the fourth quarter just ends, and I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. So I get in my car. I come to Sabrina's house. I get here, and overtime just starts. I'm watching the game, and her mom's like, oh, let me look at my box numbers. Her mom's numbers were zero, zero. And I'm so the whole overtime we're rooting against each other. She's freaking out like missed the field goal, missed the field goal. And he misses the field goal. She's freaking out. I literally wanted to, I wanted to put a gun in my mouth. <laughs> I, I wanted to end it. I literally wanted to end it. I would have, it would have been on site for me, dude. It would have been I, on site. Just, I was like, I was too angry. Like, can't be real. I don't, I just was like, you know what I kept asking myself? I didn't, I don't know what I did to deserve that kind of karma. It was mm. like, God, like set up the perfect setting for me to just be so pissed off. And mm-hmm. he's like, here goes your kicker. This is the <laughs> game on the line. Yeah. Like, oh, and you're also going to barely lose in fantasy this week. So that's going to be the whole silver lining. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious when he misses this and your girlfriend's mom wins 500 bucks and you have Ugas. 
So it was fun, man. It was really fun. Dude, that's terrible. You know oh, what I was thinking? So I was just funny. thinking, I was like, what if, I wonder what Cheese would have done if he was me. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he would have been able to take it, to be honest. No, no. Mike would have just been like, no, nah, yo, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, it was, dude, it, it was, it was fun though. Um, I don't know. I, I'm so looking forward to this week. Yeah. And if nothing else, when's the last time we could say we were going into week, what week are we going into? We're going into week 14 here. Bro, week 14, the last few years, I didn't even know if the, I, I couldn't even tell you the Giants were playing on week 14 a year ago right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, like, other than that fluke season. They still season, haven't fully invested. Yeah. Other than that fluke season where everyone in the NFC East sucked and we were like 6-10 and 10 and we were vying for a playoff spot still. Other than that season, it's been a long time since we've been playing competitive, actual competitive football with a good <clears throat> I agree. So. And uh, so that's, if nothing else, if nothing else, it's a great thing. That's some positivity, man. That's some good stuff to look at. It's, 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 it's extremely positive. And it's sick that we are now a team where we are in a position where our games are being flexed to prime time. Like the that's Giants awesome. commanders being moved to Sunday yeah. night football was like the coolest thing I've ever heard. I was like, man, I'm used to getting, I'm used to getting the reverse us getting literally launched out of a prime time spot. Cause we suck by the time this season. Literally, I mean, what have gotten to this point? What a crazy year of football, man. It's absurd. It's absurd how good the NFC East is. It's absurd that the Giants are where they are right now. Like, mightier falling. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just so crazy, dude. Like, the Bengals look so bad in the beginning of the year. And then they just handled the Chiefs. And it's like, yeah, whenever the Chiefs and the Bill, like, once the Bills came back down to earth, for me, was when they. That Viking game was nuts. Like, I was just like, wow, mm-hmm. like, that's a, like everything went right for them. But then they lost that jet game. And I was like, they came back down earth to me. And then, like, the Chiefs lost to the Colts earlier in the year or whatever. But then, like, them losing to the Bengals, I'm like, dude, anybody is beatable. Even the yeah. Eagles, too. And like, we're saying, like, they're, the, they're super beatable. They're beatable. Like, we can like, beat them. Like, yeah, like a couple years ago, like, I'm talking, like, I haven't felt like two years ago that. Chiefs team that just felt like they would steamroll anybody mm-hmm. like I don't think there's any team in the NFL right now that the Giants are going to play that I'm going to be like yo I can't I'm not going to be able to watch yeah I mean years ago if the Chiefs were playing the Giants you're just like for what yeah, yeah. for what so I think for I what? think it's cool and it gives us hope man if we get there and it can happen yeah 100%. It's not like luck. It's not like this is some year where the NFC East is horrible and we'll get in with six wins or something ridiculous. Like, this is just, this is real. We could, yeah, well, we could do something. It's madness when we, we absolutely can. And it's, yeah, it's an insane year. The NFC East is insane. I mean, it, it, it's cool, kind of, too. We're getting some Pro Bowl guys. We're starting to see some Pro Bowl voting coming out and Saquon's number one. I mean, we're chilling. Like yeah. he, I mean, he's been, he's been, he's been down a little bit. He's had a little mid season kind of rut, but he's number one still in pro bowl votes. Uh, it looks like Andrew Thomas is getting the respect he deserves. He was number four. I still think he should be higher, but I'll take four. Um, Dexter Dexter's up there. I think Dexter was around 10. Yo, they said it though on, on Sunday when he came back in and he made like an insane pressure um, and they were literally like Dexter Lawrence is like pound for pound, like one of the best defenders in the 
in the league right now. He is. He is one of the best defenders in the league right now. It's insane like, that it, it's actually insane. Like he's like putting himself and he's young still, man. Yeah. Like he's just solidifying himself right now. And I think like, yeah, but I think that uh, the people who we thought were going to get respect are getting respect. Mm-hmm. Um, question I want to ask you is how do you like, how would you rate DJ's play last week on a scale of one to 10? Like, I still think like, it's crazy. Cause like, I never have a problem with. Yeah, like we I haven't had a problem with the way Daniel Jones has been playing in a long, in a long, probably since like yeah. week four or five. I like whatever that episode of the podcast we did where I finally understood the kind of player that DJ is. Like, right. I don't have a problem with the way he's playing. Like, in my opinion, like, what if he gave up that fumble, right? And like the early in the game, that like yeah, initial fumble. Punch first, yeah. But um, but after that, he was playing mistake-free football again. Like that's usually what we've been expecting of him. He's been compl- he completed a lot of his passes. Um, he didn't throw any interceptions, and it's like, I don't know. Like the offensive line hasn't been perfect all year, and to and we just still are playing <laughs> with just literally these just random no-name receivers. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like I I still don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure about him. Um, I mean, if you look at the game, it, it, Heineke kind of played a little bit better than him, I think, yeah. in a sense. Um, so I don't yeah. know. I don't you know, know but Heineke's sure. got some guys. Like, Terry McLaurin can still ball. And, like, they got some receivers there. Like, everyone has their yeah, normal rostered guys. players. Jahan Dotson's great. That's a great young receiver they have. Uh, Curtis Samuel's still good. Um, they have a, a bunch of backfield weapons brian robinson uh he showed it against us tip his hat off tip our hat off to him he runs hard yeah um, he does he runs hard and he's young he's good you got antonio gibson out there still yeah. uh he's super versatile they, they have stuff that we definitely don't have um they have a great great tight end who really knows football and logan thomas mm-hmm. um so I would There's, rate him as to answer your question. I would rate Daniel Jones a seven point two, and respectfully, yeah, like a really good seven point two. That's where I sit at, and you know what I think, and I think it might answer your question a little bit on how when you say like you're not sure, it's just because it doesn't feel all that raw. It doesn't feel. It, it just feels like he's very good at listening. Yeah, yeah, he's um, just extremely coachable. It seems like obviously. he's very. He really doesn't want to. He's cautious to make any mistakes, um, maybe too cautious to make mistakes. And it's like it's almost like bad luck at the same time, because it's like when he was running that when he did fumble that ball, he was running hard and it just whatever happened, happened. But mm-hmm. he doesn't fumble that ball. And we maybe score that drive because it was cooking up to be a great oh, drive. We were cooking. Yeah, we're just speaking way differently. So I think after the turnovers, what I realized on Sunday was I was like a lot of his problems stemmed post turnover. He would make a turnover and crumble a little bit. And that would be him not wanting to make another mistake. And if anybody's an athlete out there, you know, that feeling, if you, you come in a game and you, you're, you know, you shoot a three that you shouldn't have shot, you foul somebody and you're like, Oh crap. Now I'm under the microscope. So I think that that's what I see in him after he has a turnover. It doesn't seem, he doesn't seem very free. He doesn't seem like he's very quick to make his own decision. Like even on some of the routes when he was dropping back, it's like, okay, like, they're drawing up plays like this guy's going to be open on this because this is how they're playing. It's not really him making reads and, uh, you know, looking down to his, you know, going through his checklist. Like, mm-hmm. so I think that that's a part of it where like, it's like, I don't know though, maybe he's not the guy to let do that, but mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen it really. 
Well, I'll just say it. Like, I don't know. Like, people who I, – I don't think I want him to be the quarterback next year. Like, and it's no knock on him. I don't think he's bad by in any sense of the word. Like, I just want to look for something better. I don't necessarily think that he's the answer. Like, he clearly has limitations. Right. And he needs great players around him to be better. He isn't the player that's going to make other people better. He isn't right. the guy to make these crappy receivers and throw them open and make them better. Like he's the guy who needs those studs no, you're to right. be a better player. So it's like, I'm just tired of like, I don't think we should just settle for that. I think we should try and look for another quarterback work. It's and another reason I think that too, is because quarterbacks go for a ton of money and it's, and it's, and it's paying time. Like, I don't, how much is he going to go for? How much are we going to have to pay to keep him? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is at quarterback, but I don't think it should. Well, I don't think we should just lock in on Daniel Jones long-term. I'll say that. No. And I don't think, I don't think I would say that anybody is. Um, I would say that if the year ends and they kind of mutually part ways, I won't look back on his time poorly with us. Um, no. First couple of years he were fought, man. He, yeah. He's a and fighter. I, yeah. I think his first couple of years were a little unfortunate. And I think that through his years, he got better and he showed that he could 100% be a quarterback in this league more than because I think of even at you, especially you were, I was hard on him and you were even harder on him. I'm sure before the season started, you were like, is this guy even NFL QB worthy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he is. I think that. Yeah, he is. Know, like the, like the Texans, like, DJ would be doing much more for them than they're getting from Davis Mills and uh, Kyle Allen, who had a whole yeah, yeah, he's terrible. Um, so you never know, but it's like you know, you, then you ask yourself the question, like, what if we got the Deshaun Watson to the world? We wanted, we wanted Russ, and oh my God, it's like he forgot how to even play football. It's like, yeah, like, thank well, God we didn't get Russ. Thank God we didn't get Russ because we'd be miserable right now. We'd be oh yeah in a huge hole. More, Huge. we'd be in more of a financial hole than we already are in because we mm-hmm. aren't. So it'd be like, you know, um, got to count your blessings there. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, I think that obviously there's no part of us that are like, well, like we wouldn't rather somebody, some of those bigger name guys, even the middle of the pack guys. I could think of a few that I'd probably rather have than DJ if I'm thinking championship. Yeah. DJ's like a back end middle of the pack guy. Like he's like a, and there's nothing wrong. Like he's worked his way up to that. Like he was a turnover prone, messy dude. And then he turned into like a a guy who doesn't turn the ball over at all. Mm -hmm. A, A pretty good game manager. Very well, like very coachable and. Very, he, he can easily understand a playbook and run an offense and be a really good game manager for a team. Yeah. And he uh, he's obviously mobile. And I think he's turned into like a good NFL quarterback, but I think that's what he is, a good NFL quarterback. And I don't, yeah. I don't know if I am ready to pay him money and keep him here long-term and extend him, especially when we only have 50, around 50 million, I think we're going to have. Going into next year, which isn't enough. I don't want to cut that in half or or use half that money or or 20 million or whatever it's going to be because quarterbacks go for so much money to keep him. I don't think that's worth it, especially when Saquon's up. You got a bunch of other guys up and a bunch of holes we still need to fill. Yeah, there's got to be not have that much talent. 
Yeah. Um. All right. So this was a this was a good pod, Giant Up fam. We're gonna do the, our our normal end of the end of the pod type stuff here. So I just looked at the spread, Joe. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think of this? I the Eagle spread. Our our spread. It's minus seven, right? Yeah. I knew it. I you said it earlier, actually. That's the only reason I knew it. Oh, did you? Yeah. What's the over-under? Do you know? Do you remember? No, I don't know that. 45 and a half. Wow. Interesting. So, um, so it's like, hmm, I don't know, man. Seven. If you're an Eagles fan, aren't you like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was honestly... I think I said last week I was expecting a nine and a half bagger. Yeah, well, you, they say you get three points for being the home team, so it's like I guess that's where the seven Ten. comes in. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're kind of yeah, still. I guess that makes sense because last week we were even. Yeah, it seems, like, it seems like Vegas has the Giants kind of pinned a little bit. Yeah, a bit they do. A bit they do. I mean, they were kind of getting blasted though. The whole like the whole year we were we were beat the underdog and winning. So that's true. But the whole beginning of the year, but um. But yeah, I don't know, man. I, I like obviously I'm 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 still gonna predict the Giants to win. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for our, our final score prediction here for the for the Giants Eagles game. I think the Giants are gonna have to ramp up their scoring a bit if they want to beat the Eagles. And I think this is gonna be another situation where we need to score close to 30. And it's really been hard for us to score 30. It's really so I'm hard gonna say it. I'm gonna need we're gonna need, like you've said in the past, our defense to hold on strong here. And I think the Giants are going to win 27-24. It's the score I'm going with here. But I do think wow. we're going to need to at least score in the high 20s to take them down. We're wow. Need that. I love that. Um, I, and I'm obviously going to go with the hopeful – we hope our, our G-men win. And if they did win, I would imagine it would be in this fashion. Um, I think it would be a similar score. But I just don't see us putting up – like I can't even see us getting up there. So yeah. I'm going to go like – I'm going to go with a 24-21 bomb. I like that. Like, I think our defense is just really going to, like, really, really have to buckle down. Yeah. Um, I think that maybe a couple turnovers, who knows? Hopefully. Hopefully from somebody. Hopefully from somebody, but regardless, let's let's go Big Blue. Let's, let's get back blue. on track. Let's get a huge win and, and make people take us serious again because that's all that matters. Absolutely, man. I'm excited for this Eagles game, and we're about to find out what we're made of, dude. Yes, we are. Giant up, Dan. Yes. Giant up. We love you.